Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Oh my god, so excited. Same. Um, hi friends and welcome back to Grimm. Welcome to a special spooky season episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're very excited for this, I am. that sorry. we actually got it done. Sorry if I don't sound excited, I just forced myself to work out for an hour, so... <laughs> Ew, why would you do that? So I'm just exhausted, but I'm very Wait, that's excited. so nasty. Why would you do that? I know. I thought my legs were going to give out when I was going for a run. How? Wait, did you go for a run or did you, like, go to I, the like, gym? I, worked out in my room because I'm scared of the gym. And then... Oh, same. <laughs> and then I went Me. for a run. But you did both? Yeah. Honey. Yeah. But anyway, I'm Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sonia. And we're very excited um, very because excited. it is the end of our first official month of podcasting. Yeah. We've been doing this for a month, and I think that makes us official podcasters now. We're accomplished. <laughs> yeah. So for this special spooky season episode, um, I have decided to tell you about the history of Halloween. Yay! And I really hope that you're ready because it's, it's a bit of a wild ride. I was doing like research in, in the library in a very public space and got some very weird looks, but like <laughs> it's all good. I was just like watching videos and it was just like these like you know, like, the old-timey drawings of, like, terror and stuff? Yeah. Like, children burning? Like, that was just all oh, that was, God. like... It was just, like, a slideshow, but, like, it was a video, so, like, they were telling me about it. I was taking notes, and people were definitely, like, what the hell kind of class is that? Amazing. Yeah. Um, it's the um, paranormal one, room. Oh, yeah. Paranormal <laughs> investigation one at your school? No joke. I was ready to switch my degree today. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I'm done with chemistry. I'm just gonna go learn about paranormal i think you should i think i should too i think that's a better like because then i can major in criminology and then <laughs> perfect both, it'll be both this of our podcast things. will be amazing run by professionals <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> okay let us get right into this because i have i have a little surprise at the end and it's not going to be a fun surprise it's a surprise that i decided to end, like throw on last oh, minute no. and i was like hey you know this could be fun and it might end up like being absolutely terrible i also have a oh sorry i didn't i'm i'm failing did i interrupt you (laughs) no no you're good okay i also have a fun story a personal story at the end that's not fun at all (laughs) (laughs) but if anyone else cares stick on okay wow stick on so i'll leave because i don't care now okay (laughs) i'm just kidding i love you (laughs) friendship Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if that happened, though, if I just, like, dropped out of this call. <laughs> that would be so sad. And you're I'm just, just alone. talking alone. <laughs> explaining my story to our, like, maybe one listener. <laughs> That's definitely just my mom. <laughs> Hi, Sonia's mom. <laughs> I love this rest. Okay, anyway, so this story begins with the Celts. And um, so this is basically 2,000 years ago. Their culture kind of spread all over Europe. And it was based around the idea that October 31st was, like, the end of the harvest season. So they basically divided the year up into two. It was, like, the time of life and living and then the time of death and, like, darkness, right? Oh, that makes sense. So October 31st is, like, the day in between. It was the end of the harvest season. 
then it was going to transition into the period of darkness. So um, they had a festival. I think it originally originated in the Isle of Man. And this was Samhain. And that's, or it's like spelled Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. But I think it's pronounced Soen. What? I think, because everyone said Soen. And I like wrote it down S-O-W-E-N. And then I looked it up like, I read like a bunch of different articles and it was all like Samhain and I was like, mm, <laughs> what is English? Um, well, I hate that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. But um, yeah, Soen, but it's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And this okay. was kind of like summer's end. So um, oh, it was okay. the Celtic New Year, a time between years. And this was believed to be the time that the ghosts of the dead could walk the earth because the veil between life and death was at its thinnest. So... Yeah, isn't that like, <laughs> isn't that wild? Like, yeah, limbo um, kind of thing where spirits were like wandering in limbo throughout. If they like died before, they would wander in limbo and they can't ascend or descend, you know, like depending on if you went to hell or heaven until uh, November 1st. So it was like this time where the spirits uh, could be like physically manifesting in okay, the I place. See. Yeah, really cool, Interesting, right? Interesting, like, yeah. I didn't know that. I was like, Oh, wow. <laughs> Learning new things. I know. So That's fun. what college is for. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, but the villagers basically would gather, like, all the community would gather. They'd light bonfires, and they would drive the dead back to the spirit world to keep them away from the living. Um, and, like, the bonfires were supposed to be, like, the thing that repelled them, I guess. So oh, okay. it was, like... So these were the ghosts, spirits, and there were fairies known as Ishi. So they that would also to like be there. hang out with them. Yeah, apparently because some of them are like violent, I guess you know. Oh, I yeah. See. So families would also <laughs> leave food and wine on their doorstep to keep ghosts at bay, and then also the spirits could be happy. It's like Santa, basically, but like for spirits. <laughs> And instead but of coming them away, yeah, keep them away. Um, <laughs> yeah. <Santa. laughs> oh, babe. Yeah, honestly, Halloween is reverse reverse Christmas. True. Kind. Whoa. It's like. Re- yeah. That's like one of those like hits blunt thoughts, you know. Stop. <laughs> Have you never seen those on Instagram? Even though it's neither like, of us. Yeah. <laughs> neither of us know what a blunt is. <laughs> never seen one in my life. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I hate it. I'm delirious. Oh, um, same. <laughs> and so, um, where was I? Oh, yes. Food and wine on the doorstep. Keep ghosts at bay. And it was also, um, if the spirits were happy, it would, like, ensure a prosperous year coming ahead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, they would also dress up in costumes because they wanted to blend in with the spirits. Ooh. So, that's, that's kind of the thing. They would, like, dress up. Me and my piglet like... onesie blending in with the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is what I'm doing this Halloween. Cause I'm, not, oh, yeah. I'm like the only Honestly. college student not going out to a party, so I'm just going to sit in my room in my piglet onesie. Stop me. <laughs> That's a big move. Me waiting until November 1st so that all the candy is on sale and what I'm, my plans are Friday night are just to stay inside and eat a lot of candy. Oh, same, girl. Yep. We're, we're really out here living our best lives in college. Thriving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, also, the other good thing about costumes is that the Celts believe that dressing up would honor the good spirits and help avoid the bad ones. Okay. Wild, right? Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> another really fun fact here is that they 
believed that the departed, the recently departed souls could come back into the world because, you know, the veil between life and death is thinnest. Mm-hmm. So some people would also, like, have an empty chair in front of the fire or, like, the feast that they made in order to welcome their relatives back for oh, the night. Oh, okay. I was going to say, well, aren't they trying to get rid of them? But then, okay, that Yeah, but, like, sense. they're good Just spirits, relatives. too. Okay. So they're like, hey, if you're family, like, come sit for one last dinner. But what if it's, like, you know how, like, demons can disguise themselves as children? Like, what if it's, like, not... Just don't read too much into it, and it'll be fine. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to accept the traditions and hope for the best. (laughs) Um, And then also, so there's this, like, one little, like, random fact that was, like, thrown into one of these articles that I read. And I don't really know where it fits in this timeline, but it basically said that I think think it's, like, at the beginning of the tradition, like, 2,000 years ago, Druid priests would, like, on um, the 31st, they would try to tell if the village would survive the coming year. Oh, my God. So I'm guessing that's, like, communicating with the spirits or, like, based on the harvest or something like that. But it Uh... it was, like, on this specific day when they believed that the veil between life and death was thinnest, that they would do this. That's wild. Yeah, right? Also, the, the whole idea behind druids, like, I don't really know where that fits into this history. Like when that became kind of like a non, like not like a real thing kind of thing. You know I, I mean? just remember it from Star Stable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So if you weren't a weird horse girl growing up, um, Star Stable is this like virtual horse, like almost 3D ish game, which is amazing. Would recommend. <laughs> yes. We um, love but Star yeah, Stable. I think they were in there. I think. Were they actually? Were there druids in Star Stable? I think so. In like one of the towns. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's and, like, so wild. And like the town wild. with like the mountains near it. I'm pretty that's sure. That's so crazy. <laughs> I, I know them from um, Merlin, the oh, TV show. Okay. I don't know if you've seen. I that. haven't. I'll yeah. add it to my watch list. <laughs> yeah, it's a good show. Really breaks your heart at the end, but like that's fine. Oh. Okay. All good. <laughs> so anyway, the Catholic Church frowned upon these pagan rituals, right? <laughs> Because oh, yeah. they're the Catholic they Church do. and they hate everything that's not, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't you just love my transitions? I really know how to do this. I love it. After a whole month of being a podcaster, still really nailed those transitions. <laughs> yeah. That's our so, brand. Yeah. This is it. Just, like, really bad jump cuts. But, like, it's not even a jump cut. It's just, like, me in real life badly jump cutting. <laughs> that makes sense yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah so the catholic church was like hey no and um in the seventh century the vatican decided to merge it with a church sanctioned holiday because they were kind of like hey if it's a church sanctioned holiday then we'll bring all these people into the fold of christianity um Mm -hmm. so they decided to merge it with november 1st which was all saints day and all saints day was um the day to honor martyrs and the deceased faithful um Um, you can't just uh, christian church at it again (laughs) honestly right so i like october 31st better (laughs) i think so too honestly it's a nice day it is (laughs) Um, yeah, so Pope Gregory III merged the traditions and when he changed the date of All Saints Day. Um, and so this was like this kind of this thing called All Hallow Tide, and that's like a three day festival. Um, All Hallows Eve on the 31st, All Saints Day on the 1st, and then All Souls Day on the 2nd. Okay. Right? So they kind of had this like block of, block of time that was like all, like, all of this 
Christian stuff happening about <laughs> honoring martyrs and saints and stuff. And they were like, you know, it's happening on the first and the second. Let's just uh, bring that 31st in here too. And, you know, yeah, call it party. even three. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so in the 15th century, there was this thing called souling. And that was basically the idea that poor children would go door to door and they would collect cakes in exchange for them praying for the families who gave them the cakes. They would pray for their family's souls in purgatory. <laughs> what? <laughs> so imagine that. Like, you're just, like, on, like, you're living your life. Some child comes to your door and then they're like, hey, they're, they're talking in verses and they sang songs, right? But and they're asking for soul cakes which is food that appeases the dead. And they're like, you give us soul cakes. We'll pray for your families in purgatory. But why couldn't the families just pray? Like, why can children, like, pray better than them? I, I have no idea. But maybe right. they had, like, more time to pray because if they're more poor time. children, they'd be like, food for prayer, you know? Like, this is my job. Like, oh, they're, I'll like, pray poor. and I'll... Like, they don't yeah, have... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Poor children. It was like, the whole, the whole thing was like, poor children would go from door to door. And they would do this okay. thing where they, like, they, like... Did, like poetically spoke like in verse or they would like sing songs and then they would get soul cake and then the household so- that gave the children soul cake was it was supposed that they would have good fortune for the rest of the year love it so basically all of this is about appeasing the spirits and getting good luck um all right and then there's this other other part of it called guising which was um, where like masked, pe- masked people would go door to door and dance and sing and then they would do that in exchange for food and wine and this is also apparently in some places in the UK known as mumming okay so fun terms yeah <laughs> great so basically the idea behind merging all of these things was that all of these holidays had to do with the afterlife and the survival after death like all Okay. All Saints Day was about honoring like martyrs and like fault like mm-hmm. the deceased faithful, right? And then this Celtic holiday is about the veil between life and death. So, you know, like if you're combining those things, they're both about like basically the same idea. And the church was like, let's bring more people into Christianity. So they right. called they ended up calling All Saints Day Hallowmas. Hallowmas? Um, yeah. See, it really like, is like Christmas. Basically, <laughs> it's Christmas. Um, and so really interestingly, hallow means holy or saintly. So this was basically oh. like the literal transition is like mass of the saints. Interesting. And then Did the night before. That. Yeah, right. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like, honestly, like I didn't like I know that like Halloween is. So this is like my next little point thing that um, the night before was all Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. um, which like I knew like I know that Halloween is like all Hallows Eve. But I didn't realize that it was because the day after is Hallowmas. Mm, you know yeah, so then never heard of that right isn't that like why isn't it called Hallowmas anymore <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it well, maybe because of like the religious undertones you know but, like christmas well yeah but that's like a religious holiday so why can't Hallowmas be a religious holiday you know make it for everyone yeah, i guess you're right <laughs> makes sense <laughs> Let's just include other people now. Why don't we? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, so um, the night before was All Hallows Eve. And then in Scotland, they said instead of Eve, they would be like Ean, like E apostrophe E-N. So then eventually the term became Halloween. Oh. It's a little linguistic thing out there for you. I see. Yeah. So um, 
the when the Puritans came over, they were they had like a very religious, like strict religious, like rigid belief system. So there was no such thing as Halloween. Right, but then you know, the potatoes started dying, and the Irish came over to America in the 1840s. As it does, yes. yeah, you know, <laughs> those those potatoes, darn potatoes. <laughs> um, so they ended up bringing Halloween to America, oh, They'd, like okay, bring their I traditions see. over. Thank you, and, um, Irish. I know, oh. right? <laughs> if you're Irish, um, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're That's both delirious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the veil between life and death is thin, and I'm like on that line. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> You're hitting a lot. <laughs> I really am, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, the second half of the 19th century, um, Halloween became more mainstream. Okay. So um, they would do this thing where, you know, in Ireland, they would carve faces into turnips and potatoes and leave those on the doorstep to keep evils at, evil at bay. But when, uh, like, people from Ireland, they came to America, they were like, hey, you know what's really abundant here? Pumpkins. Perfect. Ooh. Jack-o'-lanterns. Um, Interesting. And it's also believed that, uh, like, the origin of this could be from the bon- the bonfires. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like, they're with, like from- the candles? Yeah, so the, they believe okay. that jack-o'-lanterns could be, like, a derivative from the bonfires that they used to light to keep the spirits at bay. I um, see. 2,000 years ago when they first started this, this tradition. That's yeah, so, so um, right? Like, lanterns. <laughs> a I mean, small a... mini bonfire yeah. and a pumpkin. How cute is that? I love carving pumpkins. I love seeing. Um, So this tradition became really popular in Victorian times, and this was the... Late 1800s and like early 1900s, I believe, um, where there was a really big interest in the occult and in spiritualism. So they would have a lot of parties for young adults, and most of these games centered around like romance. So, okay. you know, like the traditional game of bobbing for apples. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the origin of this is that the person who bit into an apple and like got the apple first was the next person to get married. Oh, all right. So that's where that came from. Apparently, I'm never getting married because I cannot do that at all. <laughs> Same. I don't know how people do it. I don't either. It's like impossible. It's just wild. Like, oh, I can't. I can't. Um, but the other big thing that happened um, when this tradition came over was the idea of playing tricks on neighbors. So people, mostly the youth. Those darn youth. (laughs) Those (laughs) youths. Um, They would remove gates and like from the fences and stuff like that. And they would wear masks so they weren't recognized, which is also another derivative of like the costume thing. And um, so they just like inconvenience people. (laughs) Basically. But it, um, in the 1930s, it became dangerous. Like these harmless, like harmless little pranks that people would pull. They like, became like vandalism so uh, like it was like dangerous to be outside during this time so what happened God, was that like people purge? kind of right like they would just like do things with like no regard for any moral like at all like it was just kind of like go as far as you can go hate that <laughs> yeah so uh trick-or-treating was originally extortion 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> Fun. Um, basically, the sto- what the storekeepers would do is that they would give out treats as like bribes to like stop the tricks. <laughs> Okay. And then the children, so <laughs> the children, this is really great. Um, instead, they were encouraged to go from door to door for treats as an alternative to vandalism. <laughs> and I just really love that fact that like parents uh-huh. were like, you know what, honey, instead of maybe vandalizing your neighbor Joe's like lawn, why don't you just go to his house and ask for some candy? <laughs> like what kind of... Uh, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, um, I don't either. If I was a parent, I'd just be like, just, just stay in. Yeah. Let's, let's just. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So in the late '30s, trick or treat became like the the holiday greeting kind of I thing. See. Um, oh, this is really fun. Okay, in Philadelphia in, in 1950. Ooh. They would do this, like, the kids would go around, and I think instead of candy, like, when the like the origins of this was, like, money or, like, pennies, I think, like, trick-or-treating, because, like, the shopkeepers would give treats as bribes, so it was probably just, like, pennies or something like that. Oh, okay. So these kids donated all of their money that they collected to UNICEF, and oh. then in 1965, apparently, they, they got so much money that they ended up winning the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh. So now there's this big thing about trick-or-treat for UNICEF. That's and, so cute. Right? Like, I didn't even know that was, that was a thing, but... Me neither. Like, when I was in elementary school and stuff, I remember them giving us, like, those little cardboard boxes that you'd, like... Like, cardboard, like... I don't even know how to describe it. It was, like, flat, but then, like, you'd fold it into a box, and it said UNICEF mm-hmm. on it, and then, like, you'd go trick-or-treating for UNICEF. Like, I'd go around my neighborhood and be, like, like trick-or-treat, and then, like, they'd give me some candy, and then I'd be, like, can you... Like, will you donate to UNICEF? And then, like, you'd bring it back to school, and then they'd count the money, and then there'd be, like, this whole oh, be, like, party or whatever. Okay, yeah, see. so you'd end up donating money to UNICEF. Oh. Um, yeah, it was just really cute. Like, I didn't even put that yeah. together. But, like, I didn't even remember that until I read this, and I was like, oh, my God, I used to trick-or-treat for UNICEF. Flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, these, like, deep, rep- like, repressed memories of mine <laughs> where I'm like, oh, my God, I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now people are basically expected, like, people expect children to come trick-or-treating and like they get ready and they buy candy and put decorations outside and it's really cute and it's like a fun little little holiday um and i'm just going to end on this little this sweet little note where like two things have been consistent throughout this entire tradition and that's you know one was a time to celebrate the supernatural and superstitions and um the other was to celebrate food yeah i I just really love that i like like yeah (laughs) You know, both are like good. both. Yeah. So that was my little my little spooky season closing out thing. You guys got to learn about the history of Halloween. I love it. And I, I just think that was research. so cute. Yeah, it was it was like really fun. Like I just I forgot what it felt like to research for fun. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so sad. Like doing this podcast. I'm I'm like, wait, like I actually enjoy doing this. Yeah. Same like my cases that I researched yeah it's kind of crazy yeah um so you know what I thought I would do since this is it's been about 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and um what I think could be could be fun is to read a couple spooky stories to you so I found this website called 10 of the most terrifying horror stories the internet has to offer Oh, perfect. And I'm going to read a couple of them to you, and I think it's going to be really you. fun, and you're definitely going to hate me for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, these are, like, really short. Like, they're, like, they're really, like, short creepypasta kind of stories. Oh, God. But okay. they are really creepy, so we're yeah, going to... always are. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. 
This one's fun. It's called The Statue. A few years ago, a mother and a father decided they needed a break, so they wanted to head out for a night on the town. They called their most trusted babysitter, and when the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in bed. So, the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Later that night, she got bored and went to watch TV, but she couldn't watch it downstairs because they didn't have cable downstairs. So, instead, she called the parents and she asked them if she could watch cable in the parents' room. And of course, the parents said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside the bedroom window with a blanket or cloth because it made her nervous. The phone line was silent for a moment, and the father, who was talking to the babysitter at the time, said, Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't own an angel statue. The police found both of the children and the babysitter slumped in pools of their own blood within three minutes of the call. No statue was found. I hate that it. one gives me chills. Same. I've heard it I with a clown. Just got chills. Yeah, yeah I've heard too. it with a clown, but I've oh. also heard like the meme version where it's like, <laughs> "We don't have children. Take the clown statue and get out of the house." <laughs> <laughs> that one's so good. I know. I love uh, that one. <laughs> that's like such a big mood. I know, but that's honestly horrifying. I no, like it. I literally, I was reading that last, like not last night, two nights ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, one o'clock in the morning, like, I was alone in my room. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Shit, dog. <laughs> oh, okay, God. here's another spooky one. Um, this is called A Mother's Call. All right. A young girl is playing in her bedroom when she hears her mother call to her from the kitchen. So she runs downstairs to meet her mother. As she's running through the hallway, the door to the cupboard under the stairs opens, and a hand reaches out and pulls her in. It's her mother. She whispers to her child. Don't go into the kitchen. I heard it too. Disgusting. But that one also freaks me out. Like, ugh. Nasty. Not a huge fan. Uh-uh. Oh, this one's kind of funny. Like, okay. I, I hate the fact that I found it funny because, like, it's not supposed to be. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> My daughter woke me up around 11.50 last night. My wife and I had picked her up from her friend Sally's birthday party, brought her home, and put her to bed. My wife went to the bathroom to read while I fell asleep watching the Braves game. Daddy, she whispered, tugging my shirt sleeve. Guess how old I'm going to be next month. I don't know, beauty, I said as I slipped on my glasses. How old? She smiled and held up four fingers. It is 7.30 now. My wife and I have been up for almost eight hours. She still refuses to tell us where she got them. Wait, what? (laughs) She held up four fingers. Oh my god, like, not her own? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Disgusting. Yep. Oh oh my god. I just, like, I don't know why, like, I burst out laughing when I read that. I was like, like, that's just such a stupid joke. (laughs) She still refuses to tell us where she got (laughs) I I can't. (laughs) I do not get that every time. I was like, what? (laughs) Okay, um... Alright, there's I'm gonna read you one more and I haven't okay. read these ones yet, okay? It's called one is he stood against my window, white with red, or um the woman oh, in the choose. oven. Yeah, pick one. Or oh, you can God. have me read all three of them to you. Well, I don't know, you know I'm bad at making decisions. <laughs> I think you choose. Okay, I think we'll just read all of them. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I haven't read these yet, so we're gonna see how bad they are. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why I looked up, 
but when I did, I saw him there. He stood against my window. His forehead rested against the glass, and his eyes were still in light, and he smiled a lipstick-red cartoonish grin, and he just stood there in the window. My wife was upstairs sleeping, my son was in his crib, and I couldn't move. I froze and watched him looking at me past the glass. Oh, please, no. His smile never moved when he put a hand up and slid it down the glass, watching me, with matted hair and yellow skin and face through the window. I couldn't do anything. I just stayed there, frozen, feet still in the bushes I was pruning, looking into my home. He stood against my window. Oh my god, he's in the home? <gasps> That's really creepy. I thought the guy was in the home and, like, the person watching was outside. Nasty. Oh, that makes sense. I was gonna say that's, like, my worst fear to be, like, (sighs) sitting in my house and see someone looking at me, like, right against the window, but, like, I think it's worse to be looking in. Yeah, that's that's worse, especially if you have your family in there. Oh, my God. That's absolutely disgusting. Oh, God, that's so creepy. All right, this is the last one I'm gonna read to you. Okay. Okay. This is long. Wow. Okay. All right. (laughs) This is called White with Red. Okay. A man went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at at the desk gave him his key and told him that on the way to the room, there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. She explained that it was a storeroom and that it was out of bounds. She reminded him of this several times before allowing him upstairs. So, he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and to bed. However, the insistence of the woman has piqued his curiosity. So the next night, he walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. What he saw was a hotel bedroom like his, and in the corner was a woman whose skin was incredibly pale. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. He stared in confusion for a while. Was this a celebrity? The owner's daughter? He almost knocked on the door, out of curiosity, but he decided not to. As he was looking, the woman turned sharply and he jumped back from the door, hoping she would not suspect he'd been spying on her. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the wide keyhole. This time, all he saw was redness. He couldn't make out anything beside a distinct red color, unmoving. Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red. He felt embarrassed that he had made this woman so uncomfortable and hoped she had not made a complaint with the woman at the front desk. At this point, he decided to consult her for more information. She sighed and said, Did you look through the keyhole? The man had told her that he had, and she said, Well, I might as well tell you the story of what happened in that room. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in there, and we find that even now, whoever stays there gets very uncomfortable. But these people were not ordinary. They were white all over, except for their eyes, which were red. Uh-uh. Oh. My God. No, thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is creepy. Happy spooky uh-huh. season. Happy spooky season. Thank you for doing that, Sonia. Do you know what I should read? I should read the man-hand, hook-hand <laughs> card door story. You should. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. Here. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. <laughs> Man and girl go out to drive under the moonlight. They stop at a side of the road. He turned to his girl and said, Baby, I love you very much. What is it, honey? Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk and get some more fuel. Okay, I'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been news reports of stereos being stolen. <laughs> 
<laughs> Good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you, sweaty. Sweaty. Yes. So the guy left to get to get full for his car. After two hours, the girls say, where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. Then the girl here is scratching sound and a voice say, let me in. The girl doesn't do it. And then after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She gets out to check and Mandor hand a car tour. <laughs> my favorite story ever <laughs> a literary masterpiece mandor hand a car door i love you sweaty. it gets me every time yes because <laughs> you're expecting something scary it's just mandor hand a car door what does that mean i don't know <laughs> i can't oh god so that was our special spooky season episode and I hope you guys like it mm-hmm. and if you do like it let us know um, follow us on Instagram Maddie what's our Instagram Grim Podcast G-R-I-M-P-O-D-C-A-S-T and also follow us I've, on Instagram I've been forgetting to add um, give, send us an email I'd love to hear from you guys oh it's yes email us thegrimpodcast at gmail.com so. and that's also linked on our Instagram Yes, you can just like click the email me button and it'll bring you right there. So yeah, Yeah. Um, tell us if you want us to do this um, monthly, yearly, whatever you want, we'll do it. And then like suggestions. If you have any spooky stories of your own or like just anything you want to, any cases that you think we should cover, anything like that, we could definitely just copy. And that's why we drink and do some listener episodes. (laughs) True. (laughs) So yeah, send us your stories. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And um, we'll see you on Saturday. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. You get two episodes of us being absolutely wild in one week. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I really love this for us. All right. We'll see you guys in November. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.